Welcome back to Well That's Interesting. The um the I didn't know people could still get that edition. I oh my god. <laughs> I'm so I'm so pumped about this one. I actually know the title to it and I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot yes. Wait. Uh if you're joining us today, you've probably seen the title. Uh this is In Betweeny 033. Someone didn't get COVID but got the plague. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and someone else Got a worm in there, tonsil. Oh, so. <laughs> my God. Uh, yeah. Both of these are, like, worst-case scenarios. Oh, yeah. Um, they're pretty bad. They're pretty awful. They're pretty awful. Um, also, where the <laughs> fuck did the plague come from? <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Where has that been hiding? <laughs> oh, my God. Worm in the tonsil, uh, based on previous episodes. Mm. I'm not that surprised, you but know, I, I do need to know par for the course with this episode, uh, our this podcast. Yes, <laughs> there's always a worm somewhere. <laughs> there's always a worm somewhere. I do need to know every single detail, though. You're Great. gonna have to tell me all about Excellent. it. So. Uh, I am Jill Chacha, and I'm with the amazing, talented, gorgeous Marissa Riley. Oh my God! That's thank right. you, just, thank just you. Showering, showering praise. Oh, You're thank you. Deal you know, with it. you know, I love a good compliment. Um, <laughs> It is amazing to be here. Yeah. You are amazing as well. And everyone listening is just fucking amazing. Y'all are amazing. God you look great. Damn, you look fantastic. Whatever oh you're doing, God. keep doing it. You are re-entering <laughs> no, as, as right. gods and goddesses and... Uh, yeah, non-binary gods. And non-god-exes. Yeah. Non- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Should we begin? We shall. All right. Let's... Uh, Let's begin by traveling back in time, unfortunately, to August of last year, 2020. Oh, oh no. That was a rough one. Oh, that was a hard yeah, August. That was, that was hard August. Uh, we're in, uh, although right now, we're in one of the most beautiful areas of the United States. We're on the shores of Lake Tahoe, oh. which straddles the California-Nevada border. Nice. And if you think of California like a comma, Lake Tahoe is right where the curve begins. So it's... Not located all the way at the top, but it's kind of close. Always, uh, Jill is always very kind to those of us um, who either had bad geography teachers or no geography teachers or fell asleep uh, or, during that class. Or so. just plain old fucking forgot. <laughs> it's been a while just, since I've looked at a map yeah, um, that so. wasn't on my phone. <laughs> exactly. So, if you've been itching to see blue emerald water, snow-capped mountains, tall forests, then do yourself a favor and do a Google image search of Lake Tahoe right now. It's fucking incredible. Now, sadly, we're not here to swim or paddleboard. We're here for the news. News El Dorado County health officials just received from the California Department of Public Health, the CDPH. Okay. Well, I'm just going to cut to the chase. The, The CDPH told El Dorado that a South Lake Tahoe resident has tested positive for plague. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I love that in this gorgeous, like, inland paradise. Yeah. um, We get the fucking bubonic. (laughs) Is it the bubonic plague? That's the only one I know of. Yeah, there's, I think there's three types of plague, but bubonic is the most popular, or the one that we know. Yeah. Yeah. So, the one that's... So, yeah, this was bubonic, and we'll also get into it. So. Good, good. Again, I need every detail. So, 
Uh, investigators for CDPH stated it was caused by the usual culprit, uh, a bite from an infected flea. Okay. And it occurred while the person was hiking with their dog somewhere along the Truckee River or somewhere along the Tahoe Keys. So where are these fucking places? So the Truckee River is located at the very north of the lake, and it's as important as it is damn beautiful. Uh, it's the only way water flows out, keeping the lake gorgeous and fresh. Excuse me. And it flows northeast into Reno, providing water to the residents there and to other cities of Nevada. You know, a state not really known for rainfall. So it's yeah. really, really important source of water there. Kind of vital. <laughs> kind of vital. Definitely. Now, the Tahoe Keys are at the very south of the lake. Okay. Um, it's a waterfront gated community with about 1,500 homes. It was constructed in the 1960s when planned communities were all the fucking rage and people gave no fucks about the environmental damage or the effects of introduced plants and fish and shit. No, just give yeah. me a fucking dwelling. Yeah, exactly. A fucking range, a fucking mm-hmm. yeah. gated yard. Yeah, exactly. The quote-unquote planned paradise shit. Oh, dear. Um, according, to, according, according to Wikipedia, quote, its construction destroyed half of the upper Truckee Marsh, the primary filter for river water entering the lake and has since been called the most environmentally damaging intrusion on the lake shore in Lake Tahoe's human history. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. I know. (laughs) Now, that was a huge side note, but when I read that, I couldn't not bring that shit up. Oh no, you have to. Yeah, so we'll leave suburban expansion for another fucking day. What I meant to say, like in this episode, that this person like is an avid hiker and they could have been bitten anywhere in the northern area of the lake all the way down to the southern area of the lake so so we can't identify what part no (gasps) and believe it or not that's typical it's not unusual um according to el dorado county public health officer dr nancy williams quote plague is naturally present in many parts of california including higher elevation areas of El Dorado County. Oh. End quote. My God. Okay, let's just pause <laughs> yeah, for a no. second. I know. Did they just say it's common yep. to find the plague yes. in California? Yes. That's the shortened version. Yes. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. I <laughs> thought the plague was gone. No. The plague is still with us, and it's probably kicking back wherever you do your outdoor activities. Yeah. I, I knew there was something <laughs> up with fucking hiking. I told you guys, it's dangerous walking. You want to take a walk? Take a walk. Walking in the woods? Yeah, man. I've seen too many horror movies. And now the plague. I'm kidding. Go hike. Do whatever you need to do. But yeah. Be careful. You can do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Be careful. I'll stay um, home. Well, we'll talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, I will also be home eating like burritos and shit. There so, you go. Um, now, what's unusual is when a human catches the plague uh, because health officials have been kick ass in keeping it in check. Yeah. So how do they do it? How can you and I just go about living our lives with the privilege of being blissfully unaware and unafraid of the plague? We didn't know it was still around. I had no idea. Sure. I, no. I yeah. worry about a lot of things. Plague's not that one was of not them. one of them. No, absolutely no. not. So it's kind of a numbers game from what I read. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you be so kind to start us off by reading what California does 
while we go about our days blissfully unaware. Of course. All right. Quote, according to the El Dorado County website, edcgov.us, quote, CDPH routinely monitors rodent populations for plague activity in California and closely coordinates with uh, county health officials. Surveillance activities in El Dorado County from 2016 to 2019 found a total of 20 rodents, like ground squirrels and chipmunks, with evidence of exposure to the plague bacterium. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were no recent reports of plague-associated illness to people in El Dorado County prior to the current case. End quote. 20 fucking rodents. Yeah, so exactly what you said. They monitor levels of plague uh, by randomly catching and testing wild rodents oh my and God. now 20 seems high but it's actually not in okay three. <laughs> I, know, I know i know 20 rodents in a huge amount of space in three years is actually pretty great that's low um so odds are if for some god-awful reason you do go hiking okay <laughs> odds are you're not going to get bit by an infected flea on your daily walk with that kind of with those kind of numbers <laughs> she's <laughs> Just for visual, Marissa is just hand in face situation. I'm literally scratching my head. I am like, I, yeah. I, I have a new a new thing to worry about. Great. So, well, these are pretty good numbers. And this person just happened to hit the shittiest lottery of all shitty lotteries of contracting a nearly impossible disease during an actual pandemic for a completely different and highly contagious disease. Hilarious. So, and I bet they got the plague while on a solitary walk as part of their quarantine activities. <laughs> you know they did. You know they were wearing a mask and yep. getting tested before seeing anyone oh, important, yeah. uh-huh. staying away from their grandparents. Yep. Um you know, gaining 10 pounds, whatever. Doing all the things. Doing the whole... Go- and they got the fucking plague. God damn it. <laughs> so disappointing. Uh, well, if they wanted to look on the bright side, they're not completely alone in getting it. According to the CDC, on average, about seven people get the plague every year in the United States. Well, that's a lot. I know. Jill, that's a lot of I people. I know. But that's an average. Uh, the CDC reports that the range has been as low as one case a year. To the highest ever recorded 17 cases. So it's that's high. 17 is worse. 17? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get the plague. Oh my God. No. 17 is way too fucking high. But you and I can totally keep those numbers low by doing a few things to just to help out. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you be so kind to read from edcgov.us once more as to what we can do? Of course. All right. Quote, do not feed the squirrels, (laughs) chipmunks, or other wild rodents. Never touch stick, uh, never touch sick or injured or dead rodents. Mm -hmm. Um, Do not allow your pets to play with or pick up a sick, injured, or dead rodent. Uh, Protect pets with flea control products. Look for uh, and he'd posted warning signs where long pants tucked into boot tops and spray insect repellent containing DEET on socks and pant cuffs to reduce exposure to fleas. Do not camp, sleep, or rest near animal burrows or areas where dead rodents are observed. End quotes. So basically, yeah. 
they're once again reinforcing the fact mm. that I don't like camping. That's right. So now I have another excuse not to camp, which is I don't want the plague. You know, as we re-enter the world and we get invitations, just say, you know, and God forbid someone wants to go on a hike with you, just say, just bring this up. Just bring up this. Yes. <laughs> this for, podcast is so helpful. For our introverts out there. Yes. If you are getting nervous yeah. about how you're going to cancel plans, just listen to us. We'll yeah. give you advice. You stop know? stop using one plague and use another <laughs> as an excuse. I'm just, just saying. Ah, so, so helpful. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Dr. Marissa. Now that was a short list and there's a reason why we stopped uh, at camping. Okay. Okay. Now the 2020 case was the first case in five years in California. So the state had a really good run. Um, it was probably inspired by the last cases, plural, which took place in 2015 on a very popular camping site, a little place called Yosemite National Park. Oh, I've heard of that one. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, according to CBS News, quote, a child fell ill with the plague after camping with his family at Yosemite's Crane Flat campground in mid-July. The park reopened Crane Flat after treating it for four days with insecticide, end quote. Okay. Well, now it seems four days wasn't enough. No. Um, so shortly after, in less than a month, the CDPH confirmed a second case of the plague, this time in a tourist from Georgia who had visited the park in early August. Oh my God. Yeah, don't worry, it gets worse. Um, by <laughs> mid-August, officials found two dead squirrels who died of... Say it with me now. The, the plague. plague. <laughs> so it's not, it's not looking good, man. Cases in humans are increasing. Uh, animals are dying. It's time to act. So the Tulum Meadow Campground, where the two dead squirrels were found, uh-huh. that, area, <laughs> that area was shut down, treated with flea-killing insecticide, and remained under lockdown until the numbers were under control. Okay. So... so that's right. Acting early and taking cases seriously prevented the worst, the spread of a horrific disease. And acting in such a way was so effective that you and I had no idea that this even fucking occurred in 2015. Anybody know? No. No, right? I had no idea. Right. I thought no one had had the plague since like the fucking Middle Ages or <laughs> whatever that shit. <laughs> that shit was. Yeah. Yeah, we were all blissfully unaware because it was the best case scenario. Uh, health officials acted responsibly, quickly, and kept it under control. Now, I think there's a lesson in here somewhere. Um, I'm happy to report that uh, the one person who caught the plague during COVID times is doing just fine. Okay, good. I was going to ask, but I was scared. (laughs) So it's survivable thanks to a vaccine. Yay. If if caught within eight days. Oh, what? (laughs) What happens after eight days? Now, okay, that seems like a short window. Well, you die, but Ah! (laughs) it seems like a short window. But luckily, symptoms are so terrible, it'll inspire you to get help early. Okay. Symptoms of the disease include a fever of 100 to 106 degrees Fahrenheit, headaches, painful, aching joints, nausea, and vomiting, and worst of all, are the buboes. And this is the part I really wanted to know about. (laughs) Yes, which inspired the name bubonic plague. So what is a bubo, right? Yeah. I'm glad you asked. So... It's imagination time. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Everyone, close your eyes, especially if you're driving. Uh, <laughs> please picture your inner thighs. Oh, no. Your neck. Okay. Your armpits. All right. Now imagine round balls of pus growing underneath the skin of these, ah! <laughs> of these places. So it's growing from underneath. 
And this, my friends, is the, um, let me see if I could say this correctly, uh, Yersinia pestis. Anyway, that bacteria, the plague itself, multiplying inside you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. You better fucking believe if I saw something like that. I would be like, oh, yeah. I don't care if that's fucking razor burn. We're going to the (laughs) ER. Absolutely. Now. Uh Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen photos. I can't unsee it. But if you are interested to see how big these things get, oh man, it's not it's not good. I it's not good. Absolutely, man. will be looking <laughs> no, it up don't. and absolutely regretting it. I cannot wait. Oh, God, all right. Yeah, I'm clutching my pearls actually as I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clutching my boobos. <laughs> God. So after the break, our palate cleanser is worms and tonsils. Fuck yeah. Stay tuned. Please do. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. (laughs) You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And unfortunately, we're sticking around 2020. Uh, (laughs) Fine. Fine, Jill. Fine. (laughs) This time, though, we're uh, we're in Japan. Okay. Nice. And before us uh, is a gorgeous plate of sashimi. Delicious. Which is very finely sliced raw fish. Uh, Sometimes there's meat, but in this case, just an assortment of raw fish. I'm down. Now, 
It's an assortment just like the one consumed by a 25-year-old woman. Okay. Five days after feeling something not quite right, she walked into St. Luke's International Hospital in Tokyo, complaining of pain, pain centered around the throat area next to the uvula, which is that dangly thing at the back of your mouth. All right. I'm already nervous. Yes. Yeah, so Very des- nervous. <laughs> she described it as irritating and sore. And yeah, when doctors took a peek at the area, it was spotty and inflamed. Luckily, all blood tests came back normal. Okay. All um, right. But the woman's left palatine tonsil was notably protruding. Um, So what the hell and where the hell is the left palatine tonsil? I actually kind of, Ah. I know where my tonsils are. Yeah. What is the difference between a palatine tonsil and a tonsil? Uh, There is no, that's just a fancy version of tonsil. Oh, yeah. There you go. Fun fact, when I was a kid, when I would get sick, I would get a little, this is gross, I would get little pus pockets on my tonsils. There you go. All the time. Yeah. Were they white? Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's an and inflamed tonsil. I could swallow, tonsil. and yeah. it was awful. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Doesn't little, happen anymore. Little, little Marissa. I know. <laughs> I had to stay home and watch the prices right. It was actually fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. Um, so, uh, if anyone who doesn't know where their tonsils are, uh, just grab a mirror, say ah, and take a look next to the dangly thing at the back of your mouth, the uvula. On your left, you'll see a little fleshy lump. That's a tonsil, the palatine tonsil. And you have one just like it on the right side, too. Yep. So they're identical. So it turns out these little, these are uh, helpful little guys. Now, Dr. Marissa, if you would be so kind to read from LiveScience.com as to what function they perform. Absolutely. All right, quote, according to the American Academy of, uh, I'm going to do this slowly, auto laryngology. There you go. Nailed Nailed it. Um, These bumps on the back of the throat are the first line of defense as part of the immune system. Tonsils sample bacteria and viruses entering the body through the mouth or nose and flush them using lymph. Uh, Lymph is a clear or lymph is a clear and colorless fluid. The name comes from the Latin word lympha, which means connected to water, according to the National Lymphedema Network. And there you go. Quote. I did kind of know that, but cool. also as a kid, because yeah. my parents were from a different generation, they said uh, they were completely pointless and that we should get them cut out. Ooh. But modern doctors were like, no, let's stick around. Let's little, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Every, you know, every little thing helps. Every little thing helps. <laughs> So, so, thank you, doctor. Um, Now, let's return to our patient and her left tonsil uh, that doctors examined further. And it turns out, you guessed it, there was an inch and a half black worm inside. No! (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Wait, it gets better. Doctors removed the worm with a tweezer. Gross. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. While it was molting its outer layer, suggesting this parasite was a late stage larvae. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never eating anything again for an hour, and then I'm going to change my mind. But... So our new friend, Pseudoterranova azarasi, nailed that, mm-hmm. is a parasitic nematode usually found in the intestines of marine mammals, pinnipeds like sea lions, seals, and walruses. Okay. So how the hell did it end up in a lady's mouth? Was it the sushi? Uh, hey, 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 there you hey, go. Uh. Well, 
let's get inside our walrus friend first. Okay. okay. Here, adult worms release eggs that are pooped out by the walrus in the ocean. Uh, the salt water, uh, this, in the salt water, the eggs are kind of activated and okay. begin to grow into embryos. Delicious poopy embryos that crustaceans just love to eat. All right. Now, inside the crustacean, they're protected and they wait. They're waiting for the crustacean to be eaten by a fish. <gasps> where they become late-stage larvae, the same found in our lady's mouth. Unfortunately, though, for our nematode, this lady wasn't a walrus, where it would have completed its life cycle and become a sexy adult. No, the poor thing ended up in a fish that was consumed by a human. A dead end. Oh, so, yeah. It's, this is fucking fascinating, because we have talked about yeah. uh, something similar before, and just the number of, like, other animals it has to go through in yeah. order to grow up yeah. is wild. Like, sometimes I think growing up is hard and going to school is hard. <laughs> this one had to pass through, like, eight different intestinal tracts. <laughs> this one was literally shit out yes. of multiple animals. Yes. Just and to survive <laughs> as a baby. Yeah, so if you had a bad day, you didn't pass through a walrus asshole. There you go. <laughs> Friendly reminder. <laughs> you didn't get the plague and you weren't shit out by a walrus. Exactly. So, good for you. It's a good you. day. It's a great day. Good day. So our poor patient, uh, she made a full recovery after its removal. Thank uh, God. And she has the honor of being one of the very rare cases known as tingling throat syndrome when Pseudoterranova is accidentally eaten. Tingling throat syndrome. Yeah. That actually sounds kind of cute. It does. <laughs> It's fucking Japanese. Of course it's adorable. Of course it's adorable. Aww. Uh, And that is the end of In Between E033. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. screaming with us. Thank you for screaming. Oh, today was a screamer. It was a screamer. (laughs) It was definitely a five out of five screamer. Five out of five. Uh, Yes, rate us on Apple. Do it. Also five out of five. And uh, just please stay interesting. Please do.